This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. I've got to learn to align myself with the Word of God. When I say to align myself with the Word of God, uh, we, we, got, we got to really think how that looks. Number one, the, the only way I get faith, according to Romans 10, 17, is faith comes by hearing. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if you need to get faith, just got to get in the Word. You got to hear the Word. But then I believe part of the way it kicks in that once I hear it, what do I do with it? I got to come to a place in my life where not only do I believe it, I meditate on it, I speak it, and I uh, uh, ultimately have to obey the Word of God for it to work in my life. And so many times in people's life, we have a hard time with that. The word believe here means to accept as true. Do I accept the word of God as true? Now, here's what happens many times with with human beings. We can believe in something, but yet not believe for something. So let me help you a little bit with that. I can believe in a God. I believe there's a God, but how many times have the thought, I have a hard time believing for salvation from God. And it's the same in the blessings. And so many times this is people's thinking. God would do that for you and and God would do that for you and God would do, but I don't know that God would do that for me. And so part of this is to get us to a place that when we begin to see the word of God in the Bible, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, it says, all the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen, or so be it. And so if you're born again, man, I, I got to get into the word of God and start finding out what God has for me. Job chapter 25, verse, verse 1. Now, if you'll notice here, this, this passage is only six verses, this chapter. And so let me take off here and I'll explain some stuff. Then Bildad, the Shuite, answered and said. Now, this guy named Bildad, he was supposedly a friend of Job's. You don't want friends like this guy, okay? And so let me briefly uh, tell you what's going on here. That if we were to go back to Job chapter 1, Job was a Gentile. Job was extremely blessed of the Lord. I mean, he had everything that you could ever imagine. But in one day, the rug was yanked out from under him. In one day, he he lost everything. Everything. He lost his children. He, He lost all his livestock. He lost his house. Ultimately, he lost his health. And so when adversity arises at us, Man, something happens. Do I begin to question God? Do I look at God as as my adversary or do I look at God as my advocate? It's a huge thing that begins to locate us. So this guy named Bildad, he answered and said, dominion and fear belong to God. The New Living says God is all-powerful and God is dreadful. He makes peace in high places. He enforces peace in the heavens. Is there any number to his army? It's countless. Upon whom does his light not rise? Now, what he's talking about here is he's saying, does God's blessing not alight on everybody? And so what he's doing, he's questioning God. And so that passage right there 
is cross-reference to James 1.17, which says, every good and perfect gift is from God. But he's questioning in God's what he's doing. Verse 4. How then can man be righteous before God? Or how can he be pure who is born of a woman? If the moon does not shine, and literally stated, God is more glorious than the moon, and the stars are not pure in his sight, better yet, God shines brighter than the stars, how much less man who is a maggot and a son of man who is a worm. Now understand this, guys. God didn't say this. This guy named Bildad said. And so you know what he likens man to? A worm and a maggot. Not a pleasant thought. And I've heard songs before that says, I'm just a worm, I'm a worm, I'm a worm, I'm a worm, I'm a maggot, I'm a maggot. Now, you know what? You can choose to side in with this guy right here. But that's not the heart of God. That's not God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Hebrews 4.16 says I can boldly come before the throne room of grace without reservation. And so when you look at this here, it's, it's not just who I am, it's whose I am. And it's interesting to me that in, in 1 Peter 2, 9, the Bible specifically says that once I get born again, we are a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. It specifically says that we are a special people. And so right here, this guy, he, he wants you to have the thought that in God's eyes, all you are is a worm. You're a mac. That's not how God sees us. Now turn back to your left just a little bit to Job chapter 10. Job 10. As you're going there, I, I want you to think. This is the guy who just, just recently lost everything. I mean, he's lost everything. Now, I've had bad hair days before, believe it or not, I have had hair. But I, I've never had days like this guy had. Where, I mean, everything he had, he lost. Now, watch what Job says in Job 10, verse 12. And you have granted or gave me life and favor. And your care has preserved my spirit. Now again, when Job said this, he was right in the midst of the middle of this incredible trial where he had lost everything. But it's interesting to me that right in the midst of this, he says right here, yet you have graced me, you have granted me life and favor. So to a degree, this guy's saying, I really don't care what it looks like, and I really don't care how I feel because I'm going to step out here and I'm going to believe God that God's favor is going to turn my situation around. Now, every one of us in this room, we're going to go through difficulties. When I get in these difficulties, do I view them like Bildad did or do I view them like Job did? And so in my life, I, I've chosen to say, 
My God is a good, good father. He's a good God. He doesn't desire that evil happens. And he's not the originator of evil. Remember John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Turn with me to the last chapter of Job, which is chapter 42. Job chapter 42. Now, I can tell you here that when we read this, things begin to change in Job's life. It didn't take 42 years for it to change. Most scholars believe that the entire saga of Job's event was somewhere between three and nine months. Now look what it says here in Job 42 verse 10. And the Lord restored Job's losses. And when he prayed for his friends, indeed the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. There's two of you are excited. So literally, you know what I sense God saying? I'm going I'm to repay you double for your trouble. And so this was a guy. Now go back to his prayer. Go back to what he said. I'm going to trust God that God's going to grant me life. And God's going to grant me favor. And God's going to preserve me. And how God chooses to do that, I really don't know. But that's what I'm going to choose to believe and trust. Or I can lean toward Bildad and say, you know what? I'm going to be nothing but a worm the rest of my life. I'm going to be a maggot the rest of my life. And so we can begin to learn something this. And so when I, I, I believe God for favor, again, how did you believe God for salvation? Well, it's the same way that you believe God for favor. You've got to start stepping out. And remember, to, to believe is to fully trust. Do I fully trust what God says? Now turn with me back to the book of Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter number 2. Now, what begins to happen, I've found, with the devil, that the devil can't determine my future, so he tries to make us a prisoner of our past. And so ultimately, you know what happens? Even in Job's situation, he tried to do that. He tried to get him over, and, and he said, man, your wife wronged you. Your friends wronged you. God wronged you. And see, if I'm not careful, I start believing in every bit of that instead of saying, you know what, my God's a God of favor. My God's a God of love. My God is a God who wants the best for me. Now, here in Luke chapter 2, pay real close attention to this because this is a great one here. Verse 51. Then Jesus went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he was subject to them, his parents, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased. Jesus increased, Jesus matured, Jesus grew in wisdom, which is full understanding. So guess what that tells me? I can grow in wisdom. In stature, physically, but look at this last one. And in favor, and in favor, and note who he said in favor with. In favor with God and with man. Isn't it interesting? The Lord Jesus could grow in favor. So I highlight this and I begin to look at it and I think, okay, how do I grow in wisdom? How do I grow in, in the favor of God? Well, I believe this, that it's a daily discipline, that I've got to get to a place where I get in the Word of God and I learn to fellowship with God day after day after day after day. See, this stuff of being a Christian 
God's design wasn't that we're to take days off. And God wants to be with us every day. He loves the fellowship. And so something happens when day after day after day, I I get into the word. I take time to fellowship with God. So remember, we go back to a verse I quoted. Uh, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I've got to have an appetite to get into the word of God. Day after day after day after day. And so what happens when I hear the word of God? Well, before the word of God to go to work, man, I got to believe it. I started trusting in it. And then what happens next? Well, when you believe in something, you start talking about it. When you actually believe in something, you start telling people. How many of you, you may have been engaged and you weren't going to get married for a year? And you know what? You started telling people, in a year from now, I'm, I'm going to get married. But you're not married yet, but I'm going to get married. It's going to happen. It's very similar to a woman when she gets pregnant. You may look at her and think, she doesn't look pregnant. But she is pregnant. And nine months later, it'll prove out. And so when I get excited about something, I begin to speak about it. I begin to speak the very things that God desires me to speak. And so even in this situation here, remember what, what, what Job prayed. Woo, that my God's going to grant me life and God's going to grant me favor. So let me ask you a question right now. What are you speaking and what are you saying? What are you speaking what do you say? Remember, think about what, uh, what Job had to say. So I, I begin to think about this. And I thought, what would happen with every one of us in this room if we carried a tape recorder around with us day by day, all day long, and then before we went to bed at night, we replayed that? Would you be shocked at what came out of your mouth? Or would you be blessed? Now let me help you a little bit. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of my tongue. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. So literally stating all day long, I'm either speaking death or I'm speaking life out of my mouth. And so we think about this in this sense. Do you need to go on a diet spiritually with your words? Because when you go on a diet physically, you become very aware of what you're eating. Well, I believe in this situation Man, I I need to start paying attention to what what I say. Even when it comes to the area of the favor of God, i got to continue to speak the favor of God day after day after day. And so this this is not exaggerated. I really believe in my life that there's not a day that goes by that I don't ask God and thank God for his grace and his mercy and his favor. I'm serious. There's not a day that doesn't go by. Day by day, thank you, Father God. Your mercies are new. I welcome your mercy again today. You know what mercy is? I don't deserve what I really should get. How many of you would be happy with mercy? I thank God I don't deserve what I really should get. The grace of God. He said, my grace is sufficient even in your weakness. I welcome his grace. But what about even in the favor of God? And so if I don't start believing in the favor of God, if I don't expect the favor of God, it's not going to happen. It's like the woman who gets pregnant. Man, she expects it. And not only does she expect it, she talks about it. So here's here's something that happened to me just this last week. 
it's on Friday, and, and actually Laura George is here. Her mother had her funeral that Friday night. So my wife had told me over and over, you have to do this at 5.30. You, do you understand? She texts me, 5.30, do you understand? 5.30, I said, I got it, dear, I got it. And so I was in a little bit of a time constraint. And so I leave this parking lot. Actually, I'm walking out to my car, and I, I don't like a bunch of things in my pocket. So a lot of times if you see me, I'll have keys, I'll have a cell phone, I'll have, a, I'll have all kinds of stuff in my hand. So, man, I jump in my car and I take off, and I'm 15 minutes from home. And I'm like, yes, yes, I'm way ahead. Until I start going through all my goods. And I realize real quick, I don't have my wallet. And I mean, I am with a fine tooth, I'm combing through that dude, and I really, it's not in there. Did you freak out, Pastor? Just for a little bit. And then I begin to say out of mouth, my Father God, I. I welcome your grace. I welcome your mercy. I welcome the favor of God. Lord, you said your, your, your favor would surround me like a shield. I said, Lord, you know where that wallet's at. And I said, I got a good idea where that's at too. And so, man, I got in my car and I took off. And sometimes, Pastor, he works for American Airlines. He has a license to fly. <laughs> and I took off and I was moving it all the way. Man, I said, Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the favor of God. I thank you. And man, I pull in there and I get in that parking lot and everything was the same when I left a few minutes before. All the cars were still there and everything and I thought, that thing is right there. I wheeled in and I get out and look, it's not there. So I go into the business and I ask this guy, I said, has anyone turned in a wallet? And he said, not yet. And so I walk back out and I am tracing everywhere I'm walking and I said, Father God, I need your favor. I need your blessings. I need your help right now, Lord. And this guy who's across the parking lot, he yells and goes, hey. And I said, yeah. And he goes, did you lose a wallet? I said, I did. And he goes, I don't have it. And I want to say, well, why did you tell me that? But <laughs> he said, that big guy down there's got it. And I looked in this guy. And so I went, hey. And he looked and he waved. And so I walked up. And he goes, are you Mr. Swan? And I said, I am. And he goes, all the money's still in there, here. And I'm telling you, the favor of God, I, I thank God for his favor. I thank God for his blessing. And so again, I, I encourage you. I encourage you, be, begin to speak that. It was just like Job's life. And I realized, man, if Job can pray that God would grant me life and God can grant me favor and God would preserve me, why don't I? And if the Lord Jesus increased and grew in, in wisdom and stature, and why don't I? Why don't I step out and believe it? And so again, anytime you begin to find scripture, man, that's your title deed. So it's a, it's a scripture that I have tattooed on my heart. Write it down right now. Psalms 512. He blesses his righteous and his favor surrounds me like a shield. And so let it be a daily prayer. Father God, I, I welcome you. I welcome that. And you know, even when we got over and talking about the wisdom of God, I've had some meetings that I've had to be in this week, and some of them weren't meetings that I really looked forward to being in. And on my way in, man, I looked at Shelly and I said, we need to pray for the wisdom of God. I need the wisdom of God here. I need God to, to, to touch my tongue with what I say here. 
And just that invitation, man, I came out of there and it was so peaceful and wonderful. And you know what I began to say? Thank you, Father God, for your wisdom. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your blessing on my life. But again, I got to start expecting that. I got to start believing that. Now, turn with me one last scripture tonight to Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah chapter 59. Now, I'm going to read this in the message, okay? And the reason I'm going to read it in the message is because there's some stuff in here that came alive on the inside of me when I begin to read this. Isaiah 59, verse 21. As for me, God says, this is my covenant with them. My spirit that I've placed upon you And the words that I've given you to speak, they're not going to leave your mouths, nor the mouths of your children, nor the mouths of your grandchildren. You will keep repeating these words, and you won't ever stop God's orders. Now, when I read that, I thought, it doesn't get much clearer than that right there. And so something happens When I start getting my mouth in line with the Word of God, and you know what I saw right there, and this may help some of you, when you begin to believe the Word of God and you begin to speak the Word of God, your children will begin to hear that, and guess what is released? A generational blessing. And so those blessings that you were speaking, your children will speak them, and guess what I believe happened? It's multiplied to them, and then your grandchildren will say, dang, my grandpa, he spoke the Word of God. When something would happen, Grandpa, he'd speak the things of God. Uh, and guess what? Your grandchildren and God's order says, you know what? I want to bless. I want to bless generation after generation. Do you know what, what uh, Psalms 91 says? And I'll say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. He didn't say I'll think it. He said, and I'll say of the Lord. And I'll say the Lord. So again, I'll hit this again next week. But the only way you get born again is you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Again, I think that's why why Job tapped into what he did. He knew there's something happening. When I begin to believe the word of God and I begin to speak the word of God, think about it in this sense. You're making vows and you're speaking them to God. You don't get married unless you say something. I mean, if the guy officiating your marriage said, Ted, uh, uh, do you take her to be your wife? And you stared at him like. No, you got to say something. And again, it's the kingdom of God, man. I got to get to the place in my life where I begin to speak those things. So this is your homework assignment. You start finding scriptures that pertain to your life, to your family, and you begin to speak it. Now, here's where you may have to start. You may have to get you some three-by-five cards, and you write it down, and you say, this is what the Word of God says. Woo, this is what the Word of God says. And you speak them how much? Day after day after day. I thank you today, Father God. I thank you for who you are. You're the God who never changes. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever God. You're the God who cannot lie. You're the God who said you invited the weak to say, I'm strong. 
And then, man, you get in there and you get your heart right with God, and then you start saying about yourself what Jesus says. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21, where I've been justified. I've been sanctified. I've been set apart. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Psalms 107.2 uh, says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And you started speaking that redemption power. And then guess what Jesus did for every one of us? He gave us life. John 10, 10, life. Oh, Lord, I welcome life in that more abundantly. I walk in divine health. No sickness or disease comes near my dwelling. And then I'm telling you guys, you got to get in and start speaking the blessings of God. Oh, Lord, that you bless me indeed. You enlarge my territory. Your hand is upon me. You keep me from evil and I cause no pain. You've crowned my year with your goodness. My past drip with your abundance. And daily I'm loaded with your benefits. Genesis 12, 2 says he's blessed me. He's multiplied me. He's made my name great. He's blessed me to be a blessing. Pastor, you've done this a while, haven't you? 20 plus years. And it'll just roll at him. It'll roll at him. And then, man, I'll get off the things of God. I'll begin to welcome the Holy Spirit. I welcome you today, Holy Spirit. I welcome that you lead me and guide me into truth today. I welcome you that you bear witness with my spirit. I welcome the conviction of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. That you show me things to come. That you lead me and guide me into truth. That you empower me. That you bless me today with the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long suffering, self-control, goodness, kindness, and meekness. Man, I just begin to speak the things of God. And then, man, it's not over. Then I lay hands on my wife as if she's there, and I bless her. And then I lay hands on my children and my grandchildren. And then I go to the church, and I pray over you when you guys got prayer requests. And then I go back at it again. Oh, he blesses me as righteous. I'm great because Jesus in me great, makes me great. I live and I walk in the realm of the supernatural. I'm anointed with the first fruits. Everything I put these hands to do prospers. The wealth of the sinners come to me. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed. Again, it just gets where I start getting in agreement with the things of God. And so when life tries to cave in on me, you know what comes out? The Word of God. The Word of God. You know why? Because that's what I put in day after day after day. If all you're watching is Bonanza and Gunsmoke reruns, it's not going to help you. You you may be the champion at Jeopardy, but I'm going to tell you right, it's not going to help you. But Something happens when I get into the Word of God. I begin to speak the Word. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.